0: Did anything interesting happen in with um, the hurricanes recently? Anything? Do you know have?
1: Yeah, business as usual. It seems like yeah, not no, nothing, nothing too interesting.
0: Okay, well, I guess that's the podcast then. All I'll right, you next week. Have a good time. Um, by that point, Svechnikov will have scored another goal that has absolutely lit the league on fire. Um, Kane's Country Podcast. I'm Brett Finger. Justin Leap. Hello. 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 So, before we talk about what, obviously, we're going to talk about a lot, let's just talk about the Hurricanes. Uh, last time we talked, they they were in they're, they're in that in-between point between the California trip and then going back to Columbus, and we were talking about how, oh, these, this game's big, and the home trip is bit or the home stand is big. So, the Hurricanes went 2-0-1 in those games. That's good. Uh, they lost in overtime to Columbus after having a 3-1 lead, and they blew it. That wasn't good, but they got a point, and then they beat Chicago and Calgary, both in pretty decent fashion. So, right now the Hurricanes are 8-3-1. and How about that? 8-3-1, and that's pretty good. That's um, all you can ask for in
1: the month of October.
0: It took It took them 17 games to reach 17 points last season. It took them 12 games this year. So that is, uh, according to my math, an improvement. Um, through 17 games last year, as a matter of fact, they only had 7 wins. They have 8 and 12 to start this year. So pretty good. Uh, so, Justin, good week for the Hurricanes. Takeaways from a 2-0-1 week. 5 out of a possible 6 points.
1: Um, I think, you know, the, the fact that you, lose, you start the week off kind of losing to Columbus you know, I think kind of made people start to get uncomfortable about where this team was headed. Um, so it, it kind of made Chicago, you know, a you better win this game. And they did. They came out and absolutely dominated um, in a game where I think we finally got maybe the breakout for Nino Niederreiter and Sebastian Ajo, possibly. Um, they each had two points each. So um, we're hoping those two... Can continue to wake up, but somebody that definitely arose and wake up and woke up was Andre Sveshnikov. Two goals in that game, and then you know, obviously the huge game against Calgary where he pretty much single-handedly won them that game. I mean, Peter Mrazek kept a minute. The first was super sloppy, um, and also another good challenge in that game by Rod Brindamore. Um, this is the it's shocking,
0: I, right? Billie Jean comes to town. And he's like,
1: wait a yeah, minute, yeah. Last last year he won a big challenge too, where um, like William I think it was William Nealander was offsides, and anyways it ended up pretty much changing like the outcome of the game. And I think yeah, you can was, kind of yeah. say the same yeah. happened here. I mean, if Backlund's goal counts there, that's I think that's the dagger in the coffin because they were playing super flat foot, and I think they got a good break there. Um, but I mean, I mean that's just good. Coffin. Coffin. Yeah, dagger in the I mean, coffin. If I put, if I hey, put it's Halloween. That's it's, not doing much. It's Halloween, you know. Da- dagger in the coffin? I don't know. Maybe we'll switch it up. I don't. What's think, in the coffin? I don't think
0: the fact that it's Halloween makes that more
1: right. What's in the coffin? Is it? The, is it the uh, the playing time of Hayden Flurry or what? What is no, it? Oh no, that's that, in the coffin.
0: Uh, <laughs> to use your to use your thing, uh, the, the daggers. There are like fifteen daggers in that coffin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That thing's shut and it's like a our... Game
1: of Thrones scene where it's just lit up with arrows or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it was it was a really Solid week for the Hurricanes, and I, I think, yeah, after kind of dropping four or five there, there, there was some concern, but now it seems that they're back on track, and uh, looks like, I don't know them, anything's possible.
0: <laughs> anything is possible.
1: That's Sorry, a good channel, takeaway. Channeled my inner Kevin Garnett. Kevin there. Garnett. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think, I think, I, I also think anything is possible. That's uh, something I live by. Um, I think that I could be the president. I think, well, let's not get political. Um,
1: yeah, come on, man.
0: I was gonna throw a jab, but this is this is a hockey podcast..
1: Uh-huh.
0: Anyway, moving along. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I, I think the first period against Calgary was kind of eh, they started well. Calgary really brought it to them in the second half of the period. They scored obviously. Second period was a lot better for Carolina. They kind of got the wheels moving, the the, the wheels turning. Um, they removed the daggers from the coffin. And then in the third period, they really dominated. Uh, they went most of the period without giving up a shot on goal to, to Calgary, which was impressive. Um, the first half, it kind of felt like Calgary was keeping Carolina out of those prime scoring chances, but... You know, I think a lot like just saying, the Bill Peters teams of recent years probably wouldn't have won that game. They probably would have lost one to nothing. So you you see the resiliency and you see, you know, when you when you draft a guy second overall in Andre Svechnikov, you you draft him for games like that. You draft him for, you know, making game changing plays, and without Andre Svechnikov they probably lose that game. Um, that goal was unlike anything that I've seen at, at the NHL level, obviously I'm pretty sure it's official. That's the first ever lacrosse slash Michigan goal to ever be scored in an NHL game, which is wild. Um, but enough about Victor Rask. Um, you see, you see what I did there. See what she did there. Wow. Okay. um, but yeah, that was that was insane. That takes a lot of creativity. Obviously, Sveshnikov, this is not a, a lucky goal by any means. He practices that all the time. He tried it in Barry a couple of years ago. Uh, he tried it last year in New York against the Islanders and hit the crossbar. So, obviously, not a fluke. It was just a matter of when the time was right. And boy, was the time right. He had some time and space, and he he got the job done. And then on the power play when again, old Bill Peters teams, they don't score on that power play. They uh, they lose all the momentum and they lose the game, probably. And instead, Sveshnikov with the shot. Holla had a great screen on the shot. And just like that, you're up 2-1. to one, And it's the Andrei Sveshnikov show. So, big game for Sveshnikov. Uh, really a breakout game, I think, for him. And obviously, we all know how talented he is. It's just about... How how much of that is going to show up on the on the score sheet? And he has twelve points in twelve games, and he has back to back two goal games, and it seems like he's this is you know moments like that are turning points for young players when they figure out oh I can do this I can I can score a lot of goals at this level, and you know when he's playing with Sebastian Ajo, who has been playing better lately and he's gotten more production lately uh you know he's he's going to be able to do a lot of great things in this league and with this team and that was a really good showing from him against the Calgary Flames um so like like we kind of talked about earlier at the top 8-3 and 1 through October is pretty dang good and they set or they tied a franchise record for most points in the month of October with 17 so the last time they scored or had seventeen points in the first month of the season. The only other time was guess what season, Justin?
1: O five, oh six.
0: Wow, how did you know? What a Who guess. Who could have guessed? Who could have <laughs> guessed? You guessed, congratulations. Um sense. so that's a stat. Right?
1: It's an impressive one.
0: It's an impressive one. It's impressive. It's uh it's uh something to think about. You never know.
1: You Are mind. you hinting at what I think you're th- hinting at? What
0: am I hinting at?
1: That this could be the year. Quote, the year. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, like, I had to repeat I, that for emphasis. So. The year? <laughs> the, the year? Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> the Sorry. year. The Ohio, Ohio State years. University.
1: The Ohio State University. It's yeah. not just Ohio State University. It's not OSU. It is the Ohio State University. The OSU. University. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, maybe
0: you never know. You, <laughs> and, that, and there right? you have you it. Never, there you have it. And there you yeah. have it. <laughs> um, I, we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've nailed down. Um, you never know and anything is possible. And that's, that's, that's the analysis we've given so far.
1: <laughs> Let's see how many other cliches. we You can never know. And, you, and nothing's
0: <laughs> impossible. You can do anything. Yep, yep, including yeah. getting seventeen points in October, which is pretty good. okay. And that's, well, here... that's that. That included a stretch of losing three of four too, uh, or no, that it, it included uh, f- they lost four or five, right? Yeah. am I making that up? Yeah, because they lost to Columbus, then they beat LA, then they lost to Anaheim and San Jose, then they lost okay. again to Columbus. That's four or lost five they lost.
1: Col- yep, that it was just one was in overtime compared to you know, another regulation loss, they went yeah, one, four or five.
0: Yeah. 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 So there you go. Lots of things being talked about here. And, um, this is something that's interesting to me now that we've kind of, we've kind of figured out what the team has in, in, you know, with, with their roster, right? So you start the year without Trevor Van Riemsdyk, you start it Jake Gardner and Joel Edmondson are new. You don't know how they're going to fit in. Um, I think the 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 fitting in process for Gardner Edmondson have been happening. I think Edmondson probably happened sooner. Uh, you saw against Calgary. He did. You see what he did to Elias Lindholm?
1: Yeah, yeah. A little clown uh, him. Yeah. He clowned him. <laughs> Playing wow. around, just smacked him. Pretty you don't much mess in... around. You don't yeah. mess around,
0: with Joel Edmondson, if you're Elias yeah. Lindholm. And. He did not want the smoke, as
1: as they say, because he, he just yeah, he didn't want that smoke. He just didn't like didn't want it. Let's let's go a little bit off topic here. Uh, your Panthers defense wanted that smoke, according to a Twitter video from their official account. What well, happened not to that for smoke?
0: What Gerald McCoy says. <laughs> for what happened to that smoke, Brett?
1: Look, I, I'm um, sitting here two and six, but you know. Yeah, who are you? What are you talking about? I I remember. I remember you
0: tweeted. You like quote (laughs) retweeted that video. You're like, yikes! It took some restraint for me to be like, okay, what's how the Giants doing? How are those football Giants doing? Are
1: we are we about to start a Twitter beef? Is that is that Uh, is that potentially? Potentially. You Um, win that one. You have more more followers and more people behind you. I'm kind of just uh,
0: better. thoughts or uh, arguments you never know you, you never know <laughs>
1: you do have you do have lots <laughs> of videos and gifs though so mainly gifs mainly gifs but uh mainly mainly gifs
0: um anyway what was i saying yeah the fitting in process edmondson made lynn look like a clown uh lynn did not storm surge clap or viking skull clap after the game nope that was good you're not. not this time. Um, people are upset. Were you? Were you? Um, did you feel particularly passionate one way or the other about that?
1: I think you know where my like stance is about Elias Lindholm as a whole. Um, okay, I, let's remove your personal vendetta for Elias Lindholm. Just no, like it's in general. Personal. I just think it's for personal. a guy that
0: it's I, absolutely personal. There's
1: more to the story that we don't. Know. I don't know what he expected on his in his return, like that first time. They booed him because, like, he he underperformed as a hurricane. From where they drafted him, he underperformed. And then I think people were kind of upset by the fact that as soon as he went to Calgary, you know, he had a pretty good start there up to the point and, you know, down the stretch there when uh, they finally came to town. Um, So, I don't know what he expected. So, I mean, yeah, of course, people will boo him even more now that he mocked something that we enjoy. But... Um, yeah, I I don't know what he expected there.
0: So, my thing is, um, of course you're going to get booed. You're a former player of the team,
1: and... I don't think that's the case for every player, though, you know?
0: Well, I mean, Elias Lindholm. yeah, I mean, it's not like he's... Like if Patrick Marlowe played with the Hurricanes and they went to San Jose, like, they wouldn't boo him there because he's a legend, right? And, you know, I... I think the whole Lindholm thing, and I think it also adds to it is the rumors and the, the talk about how, you know, they couldn't agree to a contract. And when a player doesn't agree to a contract with the team, the public perception is, oh, he doesn't want to play there. So I think that contributed to it as well. And he scored a goal with the flames when they came back and he got booed. And when, when, all that comes together, you get booed, and that's sports, and those that's fandom, and that's all right. So, and, and I think I think also the flip side of it is Elias Lindholm has the right to do a mocking skull clap after a win, if he wants to. Um, and of course, he has to be aware that people won't like it. Some people don't like it. I I like it. I'm cool with pro athletes being petty. I think it's fun. So. Obviously, there are fans of the team that don't like it. So, you know, and then he got booed again last night. He also scored against Calgary, so that's good for him. Congratulations, Elias. But, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm really asking is, like, like what was your opinion on the whole school club thing? Because that was a story that was dutched back up this past week. And Lindholm said, ah, he wished he didn't do it, kind of regrets it. I don't think he should regret it.
1: I mean eh, I I guess he just doesn't want to have enemies and have his former, you know, landing spot as as enemies every time he comes into town. But I mean, you're not you don't see him that much anymore. I'm not really thinking about Elias Lindholm on a daily basis. I'm thinking more about Eastern conference opponents, so um good luck to him and Well
0: you didn't you never thought about Elias Lindholm too much.
1: No, I, I never thought that highly of him, no.
0: No. You didn't have much respect for him.
1: Nope. <laughs> nope. That's that. He's out. He was, uh, hey, <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Ooh, where, I, was about to go, about I was about to go really hot take there. You were about to compare him to Alex Summon, weren't you? <laughs>
0: Maybe. I heard an owl there, and I knew owl. exactly where you were going.
1: Don't, no, it's my, don't do it's it, my, it, man. It's my
0: pet owl, Al
1: so i oh okay. shut up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Owlix <laughs> salmon yeah owl um. <laughs> oh my gosh that's a that's a uh, uh image i cannot get out of my mind now so owl Alex salmon? Mm-hmm. salmon okay um
0: all right so <laughs> where i was going originally before <laughs> all that happened um so yeah, Edmondson's fit in well. He bullied Elias Lindholm. That was funny. Um, and Jake Gardner, it's taken him a little longer, which I'm not really surprised about. But he's been playing a lot better lately, Gardner has. So we'll see where he is you know, in late November, and December, if, where he's at. But all the new defensive additions has left an odd man out, and that odd man out is Hayden flurry So I wrote something today about it, and... My, because because Hayden Flurry he played a, a decent amount in the first few games, and TVR gets in gets healthy. Well, well even before TVR got healthy, when the Hurricanes were in close games late, it was a five man u- unit on the blue line, and Hayden Flurry was the odd man out, and he very rarely played in third periods. Then TVR gets back, and with the injury to Jordan Martinuk and their indecision about what they wanted to do, they dressed seven defensemen. But that really ended up being 11 forward, 6 defenseman because Hayden Fleury never played at all. I think he had five minutes, one game, and literally a minute in Columbus in that uh, over, overtime loss in Columbus. So, where are we now? Because now Hayden Fleury has been, after those two games where he didn't play at all and he was technically dressed, we're at the point where he's now been scratched, healthy scratch for two games with Brian Gibbons coming back up. Um,. What do you do? Uh, you you have a guy. This is supposed to be his prove-it year. He signed a one-way deal. So there's that. He's getting a one-way NHL contract. And he's not waiver eligible. He can't go down to Charlotte. Even if he could, that blue line's already really full, as it currently stands. So what do you do with Hayden Fleury? Do you just let him ride Pine and ride the uh, press bof- press box chairs and... To have that be how Hayden Fleury is used? Or do you move him? Or do you figure something out? Because at some point, you can't really do this anymore, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think you start looking at your other options of just trading him or getting what you can for him at this point. I mean, we knew we had a logjam of defensemen, and unfortunately, Hayden Fleury has continued to move his way down the totem pole uh, instead of... It like he's we played, hoped he's played
0: better this year, though. He's, I mean, he's been better. I think
1: he's for his first goal, yeah, the, but even
0: outside of that, I think he's been better.
1: I think Hayden Fleury is a usable bottom pairing defenseman, but
0: like, it, let's just say TVR didn't exist and he was on the team. Like, I think the yeah, Hurricanes would yeah. still be eight and three and one or whatever with Hayden Fleury.
1: I think so as well. I don't I think, think he so moves the well. needle either way, basically. Yeah, but even okay, so even if you end up letting tbr walk or however you figure out the rest of your contracts at the end of this year like i still think they have more of a priority of bringing up bean and prisky than continuing to hope for the best or flurry i don't know i just mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think he does get traded sooner or later or they're just gonna let him go eventually he's gonna end up, you know not tendering he'll, what it'll be an rfa after this yeah i still be an rfa so, <laughs> so yeah. yeah either they don't tender a qualifying offer or release or i don't know so i mean that would just be a total waste i think yeah but i mean what what are you doing with them right you can't like you can't have this guy continue to sit even in a situation where no yeah I'm, they I, were I, down a player and he, could, he couldn't even play <laughs> like what he got like two
0: minutes like yeah. What?
1: yeah it was ridiculous he,
0: he didn't play at all in the first two periods and he got like a minute and a half in the third in, in Columbus yeah. and again, it so, went to overtime.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you make a decision because I mean, he's still young. He still has somewhat problems. I don't think you're, I don't think if you trade him, you're going to look back and be like, Oh my God, that was the biggest mistake Not in franchise history. Fine, no. I don't think his ceiling is still that high, but mm-hmm. I think you're kind of ruining the guy's career personally. If you continue to, manage him like you have.
0: I mean, you're not doing him any favors at this point. I, how is it helping him not playing, you know, or just sitting on the bench the entire game? I mean, it doesn't. Is is the consensus there? I mean, you're not going to get better if you're not playing. And again, I'm not sure if TVR is that much better than Hayden Fleury, even, or I don't even know if he is, honestly. Like, I think they're somewhat interchangeable. I think if you're looking for future upside, then Fleury's got a little bit more of that. But you, you brought up the idea of, of just keeping him, and you know, and, and you said this was a bad idea. Um, you said the TBR walks in the offseason as a UFA, then you keep Fleury. And you know, they, like you said, that's a bad idea. And to add on to why you think that's a bad idea, because you brought up the guys in Charlotte and – Jake Bean is projected to be an NHL defenseman. So there's that. We, I don't know if he'll be in Carolina, but it'll be somewhere. And they made a commitment to Chase Prisky, and they brought him in, and he's going to need a look at some point because he's been playing really well in Charlotte. So you have those two. You have Jesper Selgren. You have a bunch of guys, Roland McEwen who project to maybe be NHL defenseman, right? So even if you keep Fleury in hopes of him being a regular next year, you have that and I think it's probably even likely that one of them would outplay Fleury to be an NHL player next year, honestly. Because I think that was close to being the case this year. I thought Jesper Selgren had a better preseason than Hayden Flurry. But he ultimately went back to the Swedish league for another year. And yeah. And like we saw, in, in Jake Gardner signed in September, like out of nowhere. So who's to say that if you keep Hayden Fleury and you're like, okay, yep, he's, a, he's in our top six next year, things can change really quick. You know, like who's to say that just out of the blue in September, there's a good defenseman who hasn't been signed and they look at him and he's like, yeah, I mean, we'll sign you for a cheap deal. That makes a lot of sense. Like, what if there's a trade and they get a defenseman back? And it's a good defenseman, and suddenly Hayden Fleury is the odd man out again. I think if you do this, if you keep doing what they're doing, then it's just going to be the same result over and over with Hayden Flurry not getting the look that he needs. Right. So I'm I'm thinking it's time to you know cut cut the cut ties. You yeah, know? yeah. I think because so. it's helping no one. It's helping no yeah. one. And. Even if you're looking for a veteran defenseman to be your seventh defenseman, you can find one of those for cheap. And you also have Frederick Clayson down there. I mean, he's played a lot of NHL games, and he can be a seventh defenseman. He can be a Klaus Dahlbeck, you know? Like, you don't you don't have to give up a lot for a Klaus Dahlbeck over Frederick Clayson. Clayson was just sitting there and signed the PTO, and it was like, okay, yeah, he's fine. We'll give him a one-year deal. And... It just seems like a really wasted asset for for Hayden Fleury to not be playing. Because you look back at that draft, he was the 7th overall pick. He was taken before Nylander and Ehlers. Um, And years later, 5 years later, you don't know what you have in him still. Or maybe they do know what they have in him, but it's not that value of a top 10 NHL draft pick. No. And the longer you just keep that asset there collecting dust on the shelf, the worse. For, for both the team looking to get value out of an asset and the player who's trying to develop into a full-time NHL player. so Absolutely. Yeah. I,
1: huh.
0: And I think another part of it that's interesting is what if the Hurricanes turn around and trade Hayden Fleury? I don't know what his trade value is. Say they get a fifth or a fourth or something like that. How does that look? I mean, five years ago, you drafted this guy as the top ten pick. And you're turning him around for a yeah. round draft pick. Like it doesn't look good, um, but I think it beats the alternative. I'm just trying to think of all the different things that that could go into it. Yeah, I don't know. Tough. I think it looks. I mean, it's better than the alternative probably. And you know what? If people get mad, you just say Ron Francis made that pick. That's his fault.
1: <laughs> yeah, blame it all on Ron. Who's yeah. coming back into the league you know what? Can't wait to see what decisions he <laughs> maybe, makes with that
0: maybe roster?
1: They're, maybe. Uh-oh. Where's maybe hey,
0: maybe uh, they're using Hayden Fleury as some kind of expansion <laughs> draft fodder for Seattle. I think that might be a conspiracy theory that I'd look into.
1: Ronnie says, boom, I got my top pairing defenseman. Let's go, baby. <laughs> like, he, he,
0: Ron Francis can draft him twice.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that would be. I think that maybe but that's it, the end game. It might be. It's <laughs> a long, winded way to get back into the league like, and get his prize possession yeah. back.
0: Yeah, it was all. This is all that the play's been. All, all of this. He he chose to go to Seattle because he really wants Hayden Flurry. He just huh. really wants Hayden Flurry.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
0: Um, it's gonna be a Flurry of games up coming this week. Ah, uh, oh! Huh. Um, uh, expectations: Detroit, New Jersey, Philadelphia. None of them really overly intimidating.
1: No, not 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 really. Not really. Uh, I think they get at least another win or two. So, kind of keep on that pace. You're, I yeah, think, I the pace from the past week. Yeah, um, I think. I think that Red Wings one should be a win. The Devils surprisingly have struggled so much. I can't believe how much yeah. they've struggled. Yeah, it's just like they have nothing going for them. And I honestly, I think a lot of people thought they would at least be like competitive, like New York and stuff like that. But man, it's at just least he uses,
0: started to pick it up here lately.
1: They're like healthy, scratching and goosev I think they did for one game. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and then then you got Flyers um, and Rangers, so a lot of a lot of uh, divisional play there. So it's winning yeah. games like this early that help you get out in front when it comes to later, and you're not counting every single point, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, all all for getting those wins now instead of it ending up biting you in the butt.
0: Yeah, against teams that they should beat because mm-hmm. Detroit, New Jersey are games that you. <laughs> You have no real excuse for losing. No offense to those teams, but they're not very good. No. Philly and <laughs> Philly, that's more difficult. And, you know, that that could. Anything could happen there. Yeah. Uh, it could be ugly.
1: It could be, you know, an easy win. Either, either yeah, way. You never really. know. Yeah. You
0: never know. And, you know, I think winning two of those three it would be a good benchmark. All right. So, I. And we just blew through all the hockey talk, didn't we? Oh we were, yeah! Bang, boom, intense hockey talk, and now we're done. I don't have any more hockey topics. Do you have any more hockey talk? I have no topics. more
1: hockey talk. No.
0: All right. Um. Oh, that's hockey. About, we, we, <laughs> we, we 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 teased righteous gemstone talk last week. Actually, how do you? So there was actually a lot of a lot of different news that came out over the past couple of days. Uh, this is the end of the hockey talk. What well, we can talk about Reggie right Jacksons in a second, but NCAA football is it back? Is is oh, the video game back? Is yeah, it might back? be.
1: It might be. It I might saw be. Kirk
0: Herbstreet after the news broke yesterday that NCAA athletes will be able to profit off of their likeness and image and name. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit It's A big deal. It's a really big team. deal. Yeah. It also
1: means. Deal. It also means, from a, a hockey standpoint, you're gonna get your NCAA prospects that you haven't had in the game in the past. Um, yeah. That's, so that, that's
0: also, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's yeah. correct.
1: So how about that? And, yeah. And sometimes in, um, if you notice in draft classes, uh, if it's somebody in like, yeah, a, um, you know, if they're in the development league, that's fine. But if they're in NCAA, like two years ago, they didn't have Eichel as a, a mm-hmm. possibility to draft. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting for that too. Yeah,
0: but the big thing yeah. is NCAA, NCAA football. football coming back. Yeah, I, I mean, love that. I don't know. I love that.
1: Interesting. Series. I think they need to mix up the mechanics a little bit to make sure it's not too much like Madden because sometimes Madden can be frustrating. So if they just like, uh, they you know, If they just take NCAA. They carbon copy,
0: yeah. What was the last NCAA game? 12, 12 11, something like that. 12, I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just take that and they modernize it and I think it'll be great and it's tough to miss. Um, yeah. There was that, and the Game of Thrones prequel got announced.
1: Um, yeah, the the original one House that was going to talk Dragon about, Age. like, the children or, like, the first children or whatever it was. Like, they decided to kill that idea yesterday, and then immediately after it changed, and now it's following a different path with a whole different set of cast. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that but that It was the me. Naomi
0: Watts one that got canned, yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah, and now it's the House Targaryen prequels,
1: which is interesting.
0: Yeah. I think that's cool. There's a lot yeah. of
1: stuff there. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Should be um, good.
0: And, you know, George R.R. Martin's involved. Benioff and Weiss are gone. Thank God. Um, and also, Benioff and Weiss, they had the Star Wars trilogy that they were going to do. And now it's not, it's dead. That's dead too. Yep. Um, I was really happy about that because Benioff and Weiss.
1: Yeah. Um, eh, I don't want to get back into this talk, but we talked it's so it. con- it's so controversial, but, um, yeah, of course they could have taken it a little bit better, but, um, you know, I, th- I think people like to complain about a lot of things, so, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think there was positives to take from it, I don't think they completely screwed it, but there was a lot of, like, eh, that doesn't seem it got Game fitting. of Thrones
0: got a little bad or not bad I mean it's it's, it's amazing television I think we yeah. all agree on that absolutely um I think when the George R. R. Martin uh material ran out and Benioff and Weiss had to come up with stuff that's when it kind of got uh, iffy. you know they, they were good showrunners and you know when yeah. they had the source material mm-hmm. But things kind of sure. fell apart late um So yeah, there was a lot of that kind of news yesterday and throughout the week so far. Um, But yeah, Righteous Gemstones. Thoughts on the first season?
1: Awesome. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. I just, you know, I was kind of like just testing the waters. Um, There's a lot of people that swear by like Eastbound and Down for Danny McBride and um, you know, just absolutely love his work. I was kind of like, eh, him as a lead. I I didn't know how I felt about it, but it's just the whole cast as a whole is just fantastic. Cast. They couldn't have casted it better. Um
0: and they got John Goodman. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: John Goodman in like yeah, they in such a convincing role too. He's um, perfect. He, yeah.
0: I can't think of anyone who would have been better than that.
1: Absolutely. And Edie Patterson, who plays Judy Gemstone, mm-hmm. she yeah. is phenomenal. She's oh, yeah. Gosh. The whole I mean we could censor it more or less here, but the whole Outback Steakhouse scene was one oh you know, of the goodness. funniest yeah, things that was ever and it's just okay, I wanna know if that was song. I really <laughs> wanna know if that was like improv or scripted because if it's improv, just on this season just on that scene alone, she deserves yeah. an Emmy or something. Well she wrote the season fantastic. along
0: it was her and um, Danny McBride who wrote the who wrote it the first season so
1: yeah and the guy who plays bj fantastic as well oh yeah he's great yeah <laughs> they're and, all great and the character of keith is like it's just wow. so interesting like he's so weird <laughs> but you kind of just love him at the same time oh man yeah yeah, yeah he's so, weird highly recommend that uh, Walton goggins as
0: uncle baby billy yeah i love him oh, i love yeah. walton goggins uncle baby I love him as an actor he's great
1: uncle baby billy, uncle oh, billy oh my gosh
0: amazing too
1: like, yes. it's,
0: it's like it's outrageously funny but it's also like there's moments there that's like really like substantive like it's not just a full on comedy there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on it's more difficult than that Absolutely, and there's a really good mix there and with what Danny McBride usually does with HBO um, it's right along the lines of you know mainly comedy but there's more darker you know real stuff there too as well so mm-hmm. yeah I, I love the first season I can't wait for the season two to come out probably next year uh, I'm and glad that, i'm glad that it was a great success
1: and barry season three
0: barry season three uh I haven't westworld watched any season barry three
1: yet. what you haven't watched yeah, any barry yet? you told me a long time ago. oh I my god I All right, the podcast the podcast listeners are gonna hold you to it uh okay. we're gonna need a full recap by next week <laughs> i'll have so notes. so some uh, notes barry at least start it. To, to tell me how you, you go through four or five episodes. Oh, yeah, I, and promise. I promise. It's a different kind of comedy. This one's a little more like, Rides of Gems is a little more punchy. I think uh, Barry's a little more situational and just like they sell it so well. And I just don't know how you don't break character. The actors like don't break character because it's just fantastic. Fantastic. So right, it, I'll, um, I'll watch
0: an undetermined amount of it. All right. now and next week and we'll talk about it. That works. You can quiz me to confirm that I actually watched it.
1: But you're going to watch a definite amount of Hurricanes games because definite, we're yes. going to have to recap them again next week. Oh yes, because we this is a podcast, right? Uh, it is. It Sounds is. like a podcast. Uh, you can follow us at Canes Country on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook, uh, and at Canes Country Picks. That's P-I-X. On Instagram, you can follow Brett Finger at
0: Brett underscore Finger on Twitter.
1: At Lanky Late for myself on Twitter. Um, follow all our guys. We, we write some good stuff from time to time. We're all the time, really. but um, And you can also see, speaking of Hayden Flurry. you can see Brett's latest article on Hayden Flurry on canescountry.com. So, check that out, too. Alright. Sounds like a podcast. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye.